Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to episode number 63 of Let's Go Racing with David Starr. Tyler Jones here with you. So glad to have you with us. Coming up on today's show, we'll look back at the weekend that was at Bristol on Dirt over the Easter holiday. We'll recap that. Also look ahead to this weekend's race at Talladega. Plus, we'll have our news and notes segment and our Ask David segment at the end of today's show. As always, we are presented by our friends at Ticket Smarter. Ticket Smarter came on board as the primary sponsor this year on David's 08 Ford Mustang, and we want to tell you a little bit about what they do. Ticket Smarter is a national ticket resale marketplace with tickets to over 125,000 live events, including NASCAR and other forms of motorsports. Fans can get tickets to every NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Camping World Truck race throughout the season. Visit TicketSmarter.com. That's TicketSmarter.com. David Starr joins us right now. David? Nice uh, Easter weekend. You had the weekend off, but nonetheless, a great time with the family and friends and getting to enjoy uh, some good racing this weekend on uh, on television. Man, it was unbelievable. I had a great weekend. Uh, caught up on some yard work. Uh, caught up being a husband, uh, being a dad. Got to spend some time with my boys. And, uh, man, Easter was awesome. Got to spend it with my family and my uh brothers and sister and man it was just it was just a great weekend had a great weekend but man tyler dominic the racing man the race i saw sunday night was unbelievable didn't didn't catch the truck race but i heard it was pretty uh i heard it was just as good as well but uh man what a what a but what a great easter weekend for everyone i believe yeah a uh, win for kyle bush we'll have plenty of discussion about that uh, on the show here in just a moment. But before we do, we bring in Dominic Aragon to the RacingExperts.com. Dominic, a uh, very good Easter weekend for you, I'm sure. And uh, tell us about uh, how things are in your world, my friend. Always good to hear from you. Hey, always good to, to talk with you guys. Yeah, great weekend out here in New Mexico. Spent Saturday with Felice's family up in Taos, New Mexico. That's northern New Mexico, a little small community, tourist town. That's where she's from and her folks. We got to spend a lot of time out there with her family and her grandma and her brother. And then Sunday we spent Easter with my family, my mom and dad, my brother, Martin, who's been on this show before, my grandparents, my uncle and their son, Anthony. So it was a really good time. Definitely some good, much needed family time. And, and Tyler, same thing with you, right? You went back home to Oklahoma this past weekend. I did. It was a good visit with uh, mom and dad and some family and friends and such uh, over the Easter holiday. And, uh, you know, always uh, good for sure. And, Glad to be uh, back in the great state of Texas. And uh, guys, we have plenty to uh, discuss. Let's go ahead and start with uh, Kyle Bush getting it done with a last lap pass. And Tyler Reddick back and forth with Chase Briscoe there at the very end. Briscoe had a chance to try to get him. and ends up that they both spin out. Kyle Bush comes in and takes the win away right from the uh, jaws of victory. David, what was your reaction to uh, those uh, final moments with uh, Kyle Busch stealing the win there. Well, man, uh, was, the whole race was unbelievable. And the, the guys that had good cars that could really get their cars to turn in the center and had really great forward bike traction up off the corners. And Tyler Reddick was unbelievable throughout the race. Uh, Chase Briscoe, I mean, that, that charge at the end, uh, you know, his car, you saw him coming. Looked like he had the best car at the end. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, he did what he had to do. Anybody would have done it as a race car driver. And all the race car drivers across America 
that race, you know, when you're when you're coming down the last lap and you catch the leader, I mean, you just got to go for it. And uh, you know, he uh, he drove into and into three a little bit deeper than uh, you know than normal. I mean, because he was going for it, thought he could keep the car under control and looked like he was, but you know, the car got crossed up more than he wanted it to. And when it got crossed up, the right rear the bumper part actually made contact with Tyler Reddick's and just just enough to spin both of them out, you know. And, and really, it was so exciting to watch it on television. And, uh, and it was amazing to see that they had such a big lead at the time uh, that looked like Tyler Reddick, if he could have kept his spun, the momentum going, he might have had a shot at still winning the race because I think Kyle Busch just barely got him at the at the start finish line, you know. But man, what an exciting race! I uh, I think NASCAR did a tremendous job. I like to know what the all starts are because you know throughout the race there was rain delays. I think there was maybe three or four. I don't know exactly what n the number was. And man, NASCAR did everything they could to make sure that the fans that were there in the stands and the people watching it on television saw it to the end. And I just take my hats off to uh, to NASCAR and Bristol Motor Speedway because, man, they they ran it to the end. You know, like I said, there were so many – there was – I don't even know how many, Tyler, three or four rain delays. But, man, exciting, exciting, exciting. And, uh, you know, it was just kind of interesting. Some of the guys that we saw run up front – kind of not the guys that you expected to run up front. You know what I mean? I was looking for Christopher Bell and, and maybe Kyle Larson to be a little bit closer to the front, but all in all, just a great race. So let me ask you this, David. We heard from Tyler Reddick. He said in the post-race that he was disappointed that he didn't do – he felt everything right there towards the end. But I've gone back and I've watched that replay – uh, a few times now. I don't know what more he could have done in that situation. I mean, he drove it as hard as he possibly could have. He held off, uh, you know, Chase Briscoe for as long as he could. Is there anything that Tyler Reddick could have done differently? You know, only he knows. Uh, you know, he had such a great car throughout the whole race and towards the end, uh, you know, before the last rain delay happened. I mean, he was – you know, if it could have gone to the end, I think he had him covered. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, I think – I mean, I don't exactly – but I think he had an eight or nine car length lead at the time, and I felt like that it was going to be hard for them if, you know, bearing no cautions would come out, there would be no cautions, that he had it in the bank. Um, uh, you know, he knows uh, how hard he was driving that race car uh, into the corners, you know, and, and what his car would allow him to do on entry, you know, because sometimes you can overdrive a car in the corner and it hurts you in the center. So he might have, and I don't know this, I'm just thinking as a driver, uh, you know, maybe he, he maybe he said, hey, two laps to go. I'm going to hit my marks just perfect. I'm not going to drive in so deep. You know, maybe he wasn't driving 110% like he was. And I don't know that for a fact. Maybe he backed off 10 or 15% to make sure he hit his marks and everything good. Just enough where it gave uh, Chase Briscoe a, a shot at, at that uh, of, of catching him and, and going for it at the end, you know. Uh, but, man, I, I just think it was just an exciting race. Chase Briscoe, his car at the end, it was amazing, man. It was – it was it, it, it looked like it was a car to – 
to to win. You know what I mean? I mean, he was coming. You could see him coming. And, man, that thing turned so good in the center. And he got back to the throttle. And, man, it just shot off the corners. And you could just see him kind of eating up the – uh, eating up Chase, uh, you know Tyler Reddick's lead, and man, it it, it just played out like you, like you thought it was going to play out. You know, he went for it, and man, it was just exciting. I I don't know, uh, you know, I heard what Tyler Reddick said, you know, and only he knows if he if he did something different those last two or three laps to maybe protect what he had going on the lead. Uh, but you know, I don't know. His spotter might have been telling him how good Briscoe was and that he was coming, you know, I don't know. I didn't hear the spotter driver communication, but man, my hat's off to both those drivers. I mean, Tyler Reddick, I mean, it's, it's a shame to have a car that good and to drive it that in, well. I mean, he drove a hell of a race uh, and, and, and to come up with, you know, with not winning the race, but man, I tell you what, the fans were not disappointed. I mean, we were, I was with my entire family and man, we were all, you know, jumping up and down and going crazy, but it was just, it was exciting, man. And, uh, and it was just a great race. Yeah, it, it was. And, and Dominic, uh, you know, when watching the, the post race and Jamie Little, I, I think was tremendous in uh, capturing the moment of, you know, getting Tyler Reddick's immediate reaction and then, you know, holding the microphone of seeing Chase Briscoe come over and the fact that we got to, you know, be flies on the wall to hear them have that back and forth and for Chase Briscoe to be to humble about it and apologize and how friendly they were. I mean, we don't get those moments every day. That, to me, was cool. That was great sportsmanship. Uh, uh, you know, I felt bad for Chase Briscoe and Tyler Reddick, especially you know Chase there. But uh, man, that was uh, th that was too cool. I, I, I was I, I thought that both those guys handled that situation with class. They sure did. I think they looked like veterans out there. I mean, Reddick's been in the Cup Series three years. Chase Briscoe is second year. But you would have thought these guys had been racing Cup twenty years the way they had handled that. And I think Tyler Reddick had said to his team over the radio too on the cool down lap, "I would have done the same thing." <laughs> so. For them to have that sportsmanship, to talk about it and not get into fistfights or blows, it shows that, hey, you know what? We're racers. We're at the end of the day. We were trying for the same the same end goal, to win a race. It didn't work out in our favor. But you're right. There was a lot of class with that move, Tyler. Yeah. Both those guys are class acts. They, uh, you know, they, I mean, when you're running first and second at Bristol and coming to the lead, I mean, it's, you know, you're, you expect finishes like that, especially at Bristol, you know, and, uh, I just, you know, it was just a class. I mean, you know, just looking back on it, man, what a class act from both of them. They're both professionals. They're on top of their game, obviously, two of the best in the sport. And uh, to see them, and, and what's kind of cool, one thing that's cool about our sport of NASCAR auto racing is to have, be a fly on the wall at the moment where Chase Briscoe walks up to Tyler Reddick and said, hey, dude, I'm so sorry. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I was just two classy, very, very competitive, very passionate race car drivers say, hey, dude, I'd have done the same thing. I mean, shake hands and you know, it was just a, it was really a, a great moment that was captured live on television. It was really cool, you know, and uh, but man, the fans were not disappointed. And to be able to be a fly on the wall and see that interaction with those two 
you know, competitors uh, was just uh, it just kind of put the icing on the cake, really. Yeah, um, I would bet that Tyler Reddick gained a lot of fans on Sunday for uh, how hard he raced and, uh, you know, handling that with class and such, you know, and, and everything. I mean, that, that to me spoke so highly of Tyler Reddick. I, I, uh, I, I felt for him, David, because, you know, we've talked a lot about Tyler Reddick the last three years, how he gets better every single week. And, you know, he's the best driver RCR's had in a long time. And, you know, they're competing at the highest level they've been in a while and just comes oh so close to getting to victory lane. That that win is coming sooner rather than later for Tyler. Oh, man, no no doubt. It's he's he, you know, once he wins the first one, they'll come. I believe they'll, they'll come so much easier, you know. And, uh, man, when you're that close, when you're in the top five pretty much every week, and you're that close, it's it's going to happen. It's just a matter, you know, it's not when. It's just, you know, it, it's going to happen. It's, you know, we don't know if it's going to be Talladega or Dover, but I, I see Tyler Reddick winning two or three times this year. He's just been so good. He's too good not to win. No, he's just he's a great good. race car driver. And, and you know, Tyler, Tyler said it best, man. He just – he's got a lot of talent. Uh, you know, RCR, when they give him a great race car, I mean, I mean, he's just – you know, he's kind of the leader of the pack over there at RCR. And uh, I, I believe, and, and, you know, and I believe we're going to see multiple wins from Tyler Reddick. I do too. Year, you know, and, and here in Tyler, and here in Tyler, you speak about Tyler Reddick, uh, you know, uh, gaining fans. I think it was very class act of uh, Briscoe to walk up and say, Hey dude, I'm sorry. Uh, you know, and, and, you know, and, and they're just, they understand, you know, sometimes you're on the good side of it, sometimes you're on the bad side of it. But, man, you just talk about harsh, tough competitors, you know, and I just felt like it was kind of a cool moment for the sport, you know what I mean? Uh, and, uh, but, man, what a heck of a race. Yeah. You guys, too, I think it's Daniel Suarez leading all the laps that he did on Sunday. I feel like that's another driver. Trackhouse racing, Team Trackhouse, we've talked a lot about in the last, what, two months how on point that team has been with Ross Chastain and Daniel Sport. Well, I think his time's coming, too. I do, too. And, and to add to that, Dominic, um, did anyone have Suarez on their radar for dirt? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right. you could probably right. say the biggest knock on Daniel Suarez has been that he, he doesn't have a specialty of some sorts that he's relatively excels at. And so, you know, when we go to a dirt track, you know, this dirt race, you have all these dirt names. No one mentioned Daniel Suarez possibly being up there. And there he was. Absolutely. Well, he did the same thing last year. He led the most laps in the dirt race last year, finished, I believe, in the top five. And the same thing this year. He led the most laps again and didn't come away with the, the victory. But you're right. I think maybe it shows that he's a really well-rounded racer because he's run really well at tracks like Pocono in Michigan. But then he's run really well at Sonoma. And he won a stage at Watkins Glen a few years ago. And I believe that was in his rookie year. So that win's coming. It's just a matter of when, not if. I think you're right, Dominic. I think he's just a well-rounded race car driver. I mean, you don't race at that level every Sunday in the Cup Series. Every guy out there is really, really good and earned the right to be there. And Daniel Suarez, I mean, he's, he's you know, and he's another Tyler Reddick, I think. I think his wins are coming, you know what I mean? And uh, it's a great story. It was amazing how good he was on the dirt. But, you know, we always see Daniel Suarez up there, you know what I mean? And right. uh, I, we won't be surprised to see him 
winning wins his first race this year. You know, I won't, you know, because that, that track house team was Ross Chastain. There's just a lot of momentum with that new racing team. You know, it's amazing. And, uh, but man, what a, what a cool race that was. Yeah. Yeah, it certainly was. Uh, let's talk about Kyle Busch now. Guys, I, I, I like Kyle. I do. Um, but I was not a fan of <laughs> how things were handled after the race of, you know, Kyle saying, you know, you can never count me out here at Bristol and, you know, just because we're on dirt, you know, look at me, I can run on dirt and such. And then he had that goofy TikTok video where he was trying to imitate Tom Brady and that just looked weird. Um, you know, I, I, I don't I don't need the sideshow from Kyle Bush. And then on top of that, if, you know, he, he says that, hey, you'll take a win anyway, you can get it. I just heard from Kyle Bush three weeks ago saying that all Alex Bowman does is look into wins. And literally, this was the exact same thing that happened to him, happened to Bowman a couple of weeks ago. So, David, what, what's what's your thoughts on all this uh, this uh, this stuff from, from Kyle Busch uh, the last day or so since his win? Well, you know, <laughs> uh, you look at Tyler Reddick and, and Chase Briscoe and see that interaction and you know, I think, like you said, Tyler, they gained a lot of fans, those guys, hard competitors. And then you back up three weeks ago when Alex Bowman earned a win. I think it was Las Vegas, yep. or, you know, and Alex earned that win. Uh, it worked out. The race played out. Sometimes the race plays out into your favor, and sometimes it doesn't play out for you. That race, when the caution came out, gave Alex Bowman a chance to put on some tires, make an adjustment, and he won the race. You know what I mean? And it was it was amazing how he earned it. And, uh, you know, and, and then to hear Kyle Bush's reaction, you know, and I think a lot of that's just the frustration, the passion, and just the want to win, you know, so bad that when you don't, you know, and you open your mouth, you know, you, you really shouldn't open your mouth when you're frustrated like that because what he said – you know, obviously he didn't gain a lot of fans. Uh, but, you know, but, you know, sometimes, and again, I say this a lot, sometimes the race plays out into your favor. And it sometimes it doesn't, you know. And, uh, you know, Kyle Busch did not. He had a great car at Bristol. That thing turned really good in the center, and he had some great drive up off the corner. But his car wasn't as good as Tyler Reddick's and, and Chase Briscoe's, no doubt about it. But, you know, you have to be there. If you put yourself, we're talking about Tyler Reddick, we're just talking about his wins are going to come because he's always in the top five, top ten. And just like Kyle Busch, Kyle Busch is very competitive. When, his, when he has – when his team gives him a good race car, he's always there. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. He was there this time. He was there. He didn't have the dominant car. But when you're there week in and week out, the wins are going to come. Now, did he – did did was he the dominant car? No, but the way it all played out, it played out into his favor. You know what I'm saying? I mean, so a lot of times when you're frustrated because you had the dominant car and the race doesn't play out in your favor, caution comes out, and somebody gets to make an adjustment, put tires on, and then they beat you. You know, sometimes you just got to man up and say, "Hey, man, it just wasn't our day. My team did a heck of a job. Everything worked out. Just didn't play out to our favor." You know, sometimes you just need to take the high road like the two guys we've been talking about yeah. did this week and just say, hey, man, congratulations to them. We had a great car. Uh, 
we, my team did an awesome job. It just wasn't to be. And then the next week, you know, you uh, somebody crashes and boom, there you are. You get the win, you know. And now, you know, after hearing Kyle Busch make that smart aleck, frustrated statement about Alex Bowman, and then boom, here we go. He lucks into a win, you know what I mean? So I think sometimes it's best just to be humble, be thankful, thank your team. You did the best you could and you move on because next, you know, the next week it might play out and you might look into a win and, you know, and and then you got Tyler Jones and Dominic Argon and myself talking about it, you know, right. it kind of made him look funny, you know. I so, mean, yeah, exactly, Dominic. I mean, you know, you're not going to see David here making goofy TikToks and such, you know, I mean, like, you know, I mean, the, the thing for me, like it took away in a sense, and I hate even saying that of, you know, whether it's the way he reacted or trying to say, look at me, I can win on dirt and such and, and all this. I mean, like, Kyle, you know, no one said that Kyle Bush couldn't win this past weekend. That's what blows my mind. He, he's acting like he had something to prove some, some sorts. Nobody counted him out. I agree. And I think there's so much that could have been celebrated with this one that, again, what you guys are saying takes away from that. This was the first race run on Easter since 1989. He joins really good company. Like, Rusty Wallace with Joe Weatherly, Richard. I mean, he tied Richard Petty's record for most consecutive seasons with the win, and nobody's talking about that yeah, right Exactly. Now. 18 straight years. That's unheard of. 18 straight years of a couple In the 18 years. car. In, in the 18 car. And we're not even – this isn't modern era. This is all-time NASCAR records we're talking yes. about. Richard Petty yeah. at a time where there were, what, five cars that were competitive? Maybe arguably easier for Petty to do it. A lot harder for Kyle Busch to do it in an era like this, but you're right. We're not talking about that. I think even the shades of 1989, North Wilkesboro, the Holly Farms 400, Dale Earnhardt, Ricky Rudd, they crash on the final lap. Jeff Bodine goes on by and he wins. He led one lap that day. Kyle Busch led one lap at Bristol. There's so many more comparisons we could draw, so many great things. But you're right. Kyle Busch's attitude overshadows it yet again. <laughs> Some things never change. Yeah, uh, you know, and Kyle Busch, you know, uh, you know his, his confidence – is over the top, you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, we all know he's probably one of the great all-time greatest, you know what I mean? We we know that, you know? Right, and, probably uh, a top five driver ever. Uh, ever, history. you know what I mean? You put him with Richard Petty, A.J. Foyd. I mean, the guy's incredible, you know? And, and I think, Dominic, just his attitude sometimes and some of the remarks he makes, uh, you know, hurts him with the with the fans. And uh, uh, But, man, you know uh, – you know, and and I didn't see no TikTok. I don't follow TikTok, any of that other stuff. You know what I mean? But you know, it's 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 okay to be a humbled winner. Just be thankful, thankful to your sponsors, thankful that your team gave you a great car. You were there, you know. And uh, you know, I I don't know. You know what I mean? You uh, we're all co confident in our ability. You know what I mean? But uh, but I guess sometimes if you're overly confident, you know, I guess. Kyle Busch may be overconfident. He can surely back it up. So, you know, at least he can back it up, you know. So, right. absolutely. I think of how my brother handled it. He played football for 10 years. He'd play in high school. And I'd ask him after a game a couple of times, why aren't you spiking the football? He'd play as a tight end wide receiver. He'd catch some touchdowns. Why aren't you spiking the football celebrating with your team? You just go and hand the ball to the ref. And he told me, Dominic, I want to act like I've been there before and I want to act like I'm going back. He goes, I know my abilities. I don't need to show both. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Absolutely. Right. Everybody's different. You know what I mean? Right. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, Kyle Busch, he reminds me of Tony, uh, Tony Stewart sometimes, but I feel like Tony was more cool about it. Like Kyle, Kyle came off as like 
a nerd almost, you know, of, of you know, look at me, here I am, you know, type of thing. You know, it was it was very, you know, very much a turnoff, I felt. Uh, the dirt this weekend, uh, you know, it, 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 you look at it, we had the rain show up a couple times. Still managed to get through the night. A lot of cautions. Um, obviously, NASCAR made the right move to make this a night race because you didn't have the issues of dust like we did last year and such. Uh, but overall, exciting finish. Took a long way to finish this race. But, Dominic, I would call this weekend a success. I want to see uh, this, this dirt thing again. Obviously, you still have some more logistics to work out. It's not perfect. But I thought that this was a win for NASCAR. and The ratings proved it with over 4 million viewers on Sunday night. Especially, yeah, the rain didn't deter the viewers away. And I think with the dirt race returning next week, Bristol announced that on Tuesday, April 19th, they're going to have that dirt race back for a third straight year. They're still trying to be figured out on that. But, guys, I'd love to see this thing have no rain issues. Because if you recall last year, this thing got pushed to Monday. And we had all the rain issues this year. And, hey, rain, Bristol, Tennessee, March, April, it's bound to happen. But if we could – got to move this to, like, May or something. Like, Bristol this time of year just doesn't work with the rain. Exactly. So if we can have some sort of thing where we get to see this race run in its entirety, no inclement weather interrupting it, I'd love to see it. I'm all for it. David, what do you think? Uh, you, you like the Bristol dirt? What did you make of this weekend? Yeah, it was it was, uh, it was awesome. You know, they, they, the, the track was, was prepared so much better. I mean, you know, NASCAR, Bristol Motor Speedway, the, the, the Bruton Smith family, uh, man, they just done a tremendous job. Uh, I mean, to, to step out there and put a dirt race on at Bristol Motor Speedway, I mean, that was almost like, what? There were, what's going to happen? You know, that's that's almost impossible. And it was cool that they stepped out there and did it. A lot of people were excited. And, uh, you know, there were some flaws, you know what I mean? And I think the sophomore year, the second year, they – they made it better, and I think every year is going to get better and better. One of the things I really was really kind of interesting is, uh, you know, to see people run into the – there wasn't much of a cushion. You know, you could see people on a, on a dirt track, a dirt track that's built on dirt, a real dirt track, and not putting dirt on asphalt or pavement. Uh, uh, you know, it was interesting. I was watching cars, and they really run in the corner real deep and run up high. And to use the cushion, and man, a lot of times when they ran out into the corner, overdrove the corner, their cars wouldn't turn in the center. Man, it was kind of interesting just watching uh, people's how how the different teams, different drivers, and what their cars were doing. You know, I'm mean, always interested to see the handling of the car to try to learn something. And it seemed like the bottom of the racetrack, the center of the racetrack, was good. At times, it seemed like the top side was really good, but you could overdrive the corner a little bit sometimes, and people couldn't get their cars to turn in the center. But it was just, it was just amazing, and uh, I don't know. It just looks like to me all the drivers are having a great time. And I don't know if they all are, because some of them can't get their cars to do what they want to do, and they can't get no forward traction. That's frustrating, you know what I mean? But uh, but all in all, it was awesome. You know, we hadn't even talked about the truck race. I didn't see the truck race. But I heard it was incredible as well. And, uh, you know, and, and I asked the question, I believe, Dominic, that uh, 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 Chase Elliott was in it. I think Joey Logano was in it. What other cup stars was in the truck race? I'm, I'm leaving somebody out, I'm sure. We had Harrison Burton. He was in that race as well. Harrison Burton, uh, uh, Austin Dillon. You know, you look at those guys and you kind of expect them to be in the top three, top five. And I, 
and, and I don't think any of our, our, our cup stars even got close to winning the race. Was it Ben Rose that dominated or, or, or came from the back and, and, and made a last lap pass to, to take the win? So I heard that the truck race was exciting as well, you know, and in the 99 truck, Ben Rose truck really had – he was almost like a Chase Briscoe. He was hooked up, man, and he was coming. And uh, so uh, I just think the whole weekend, our good friend Mark Tate, one of our partners, one of our great friends we all love, Mark's such a great guy uh, with T-Top Manufacturing. Mark was there, and, man, he had such a good time. I saw on some of his uh, Facebook posts that, uh, hell, he was out there, and I don't know, he was out there. Packing the track, man, Mark and, and his son, Austin, and some other people we had with him. They were in the cars packing the track. I thought that was pretty awesome. But uh, not surprised by where we see Mark Tate at, you know what I mean? But I just think the whole weekend uh, from a dirt second year of dirt racing at Bristol was, I just think it was a home run. And I'm not surprised that we're going to see the dirt race at Bristol back for the third year next year. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And, and Dominic, you know, um, I think this Bristol dirt race is going to be around for a long time. Uh, you know, we got some logistics still to work out, obviously, to help it improve in the future. But I, I think this is going to be unique to Bristol. I don't see there being other dirt races added to the schedule. Maybe an exhibition or something down the road, but – uh, you know, we saw like when Charlotte introduced the Roval, then there was an after effect of where Indy said they'll do the same thing. Daytona did the same thing. Some of the others. I don't see that being the case here. I don't think NASCAR wants anyone else doing what Bristol's doing and wants to make this Bristol's thing here. I, I don't see a, the, the Cup Series going to Eldora or Knoxville or anyone else adding dirt like Bristol's doing here. I think you're right on it. This is going to be exclusive to SMI in Bristol. And hey, if, if something does happen, maybe it'd be another SMI property. But I mean, even looking at the Bristol announcement on. I think it'd have to be a dirt specific track. Yeah. Well, and looking at the announcement too, it makes me wonder okay, is this going to stay with Easter weekend? Is this tied to Easter weekend or is this going to be moved later in the year? I think that remains to be seen. And we'll know the schedule will be out later on this year. And, and that varies from the year when that gets put out. But I'd be curious, Dave and Tyler, if this will stay exclusive to Easter, if this is a tradition that NASCAR is wanting to keep, or if it's going to stay maybe in April, remains to be seen. Yeah, I, you know, man, you know, I mean, you know, man, I, I love to race. I'd race every day if I could, you know, just, man, I just, you know, all of us, you know, all of us would. We love it so much. And, uh, but, you know, I'm, I'm kind of torn, uh, you know, um, Easter weekend, uh, celebrate, you know, uh, the meaning of Easter and, and uh, you know, it's family time. Uh I don't, I don't know. I, I think I'd like to see in the future, you know, uh, and, you know, there, there's a lot of logistics and TV and different networks and how all that stuff works. But I'd like to see that weekend everybody be off and to have a great holiday weekend with your families and celebrate the meaning of, of Easter, you know. Um, uh, as much as I enjoyed the race uh, Sunday night, it was incredible with our fan, you know, during uh, towards the end of our Easter celebration with my family, we all took in the, the, the last part of the race and everybody loved it, you know, but I, I don't know. I don't know what my opinion is. I'd like to see in the future if the, our whole industry kind of had that weekend off, you know what I mean, even though it was such a great weekend of racing. 
Well, David, I think I mean, what's, what models my mind, I was talking about this with David Swope, who's also another friend of the show, and he has his show on ESPN Radio Albuquerque. We were talking about how this was the first Easter race since 1989, but even before that, you have to go further back to 1968, the last time NASCAR ran on Easter. And they only ran that race at Richmond in 89 because that race was originally scheduled after scheduled after Daytona that season. They had to push it to that off weekend. It was originally scheduled as an off weekend because there was inclement weather that back-to-back-to-back days, they could not get the race into Richmond, so they had to reschedule the race in April during Easter time. So it definitely some unique waters here, NASCAR doing the Easter thing. Yeah, it is. Uh, I like it. Uh, they had a church service at the track. Uh, you know, Chris Tomlin and uh, Max Licato were involved and such, and they aired it on TV. So I thought that was cool. I, I wasn't there, but I would love to take in Easter that way of having church at the racetrack and watching it afterwards. That would have been cool. But Hey, Dominic. Yeah. We need to take Tyler to church more often when we're at the track. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yes. Our, our good friends at uh, the Motor Race and Outrace do a really good job. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, guys, we will uh, go ahead and uh, move on to our uh, news and notes segment in just one moment. But before we do, we want to tell you more about Ticket Smarter. Ticket Smarter is the official ticket resale marketplace of Worldwide Technology Raceway, where David won in 2004 driving for Spears Motorsports. They'll also be the presenting sponsor of the cup race there at Worldwide Technology Raceway in June. Fans can get tickets to any type of event, including sports, concerts, and theater productions. Ticket Smarter is committed to helping those in need by donating $1 from every transaction to various charity organizations. Head over to TicketSmarter.com to find tickets for upcoming events, that's ticketsmart.com. Dominic, a lot going on in the racing world today. A lot going on. Well, let's get started first with the entry list dropping Tuesday, the NASCAR Cup Series, or I'm sorry, Monday. You can't highlight the Cup Series entry list without highlighting who's going to be running at Talladega. We always talk about it being the great equalizer. David Reagan will be back in the 15 car for Rick Ware Racing. Daniel Hamrick is going to be in the 16 car in that all-star car for Colleague Racing. We have Greg Biffle in that part-time schedule with the 44 team, New York Racing. J.J. Ailey driving the 55 for MBM Motorsports. Landon Castle in the 77 car for Spire Motorsports. And Beard Motorsports filling the 62 with Noah Gregson with sponsorship from Wendy's. Certainly different drivers in the field this weekend for the Geico 500. Good list there. Uh, what, what do you think of that, uh, that list, David? Man, it's uh, it's wonderful, and I, I love Talladega. I mean, I love every weekend wherever we're racing at. But uh, when we go to Daytona and Talladega, you know, you can put, you can see David Reagan get into a Rick Ware car. We've seen David Reagan pull into victory lane there at Talladega, and it's it's not a guy that you that we're used to seeing pull into victory lane. And just goes to show you that. You know, uh, Talladega, like you said, Dominic, is a great equalizer. You work that draft right and have some luck on your side, you can win a race there, you know. And, and uh, man, I'm excited. I'm excited to get in our number 08 Ford, you know, Ticket Smarter Ford Mustang because we got a shot, you know what I mean? And uh, it, it's, it's just a great equalizer. I love – Racing short tracks, Martinsville, Bristol. I love going to super super speedways like Daytona and Talladega. Man, it's just uh, it's exciting. It's intense. The fans love it. Not all the drivers love it, but I love it. And uh, and I think you know it's going to be a great weekend of great racing. You know what I mean? And uh, hopefully we all do well. My favorite part about Talladega, guys, is that you know when you go to Daytona, 
start finish line is what do you think of right right the talladega <laughs> that extra turn it changes everything doesn't it <laughs> yeah, i mean does. we've seen that extra turn is i know it's not very far from the traditional start finish line but it makes a hell of a difference doesn't it Don? oh sure thing you have to go through the dog leg it's what another two thousand feet maybe 1500 feet Tell us in the comments below. I'm sure one of you guys know what the exact comments, so, the exact yeah. footage is between where it should be and where it actually is. But you're right. We've seen some crazy finishes there. I immediately think of 2009 Talladega, 2008 Talladega. There are so many finishes that could have been decided at that start finish line, but because it's moved down, you see a different outcome. So what you're trying to say, Dom, that trioval where the where you know where all the start finish lines are there's a lot of stuff that happens in the trial or when you when you're coming to that start finish line it's on down towards turn one you know and i think that's what makes talladega so unique you know and, and like you said the the finish the 2009 cup race when brad Keselowski, car edwards you know flipped over and brad won, i think brad won the race it was nuts man that was a crazy ending but so much stuff happens in the trial will come into that to the you see the checker flag waving man and and uh you coming through the trial we think you're gonna win and you, you know uh, and like you said tyler it's it's not that far away but a lot of stuff transpires in that trial right there sharp finish line you know so i think that's really cool it's just a unique racetrack but it's uh it's 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 so intense and so much fun fun weekend for you david you got the family uh at the racetrack and, and and all your games are going to be there uh you know uh matt jennings even going to show up uh maggie uh, everybody i mean you got a whole uh whole posse uh, coming with you there tell me well i was um, there for you dave uh, man you know hey anytime uh hey just to have the opportunity to you know i still pinch myself i've been doing this a long time and, and man i i'm so excited i can't wait to get on an airplane tomorrow uh uh i mean thursday evening and head head that way uh, i mean it's just uh it's awesome to go through the tunnel there at talladega and when you come out of the tunnel see that big massive speedway super speedway but you know to to have my wife and then dj and vance uh coming with me to the racetrack and and for them to love it as much as dad does it's, it's pretty cool maggie fixed uh you know, everybody knows maggie fix she takes care of me and all our social media stuff uh, she'll be there but the cool part is you know to have you know i mean stan ross with ticket smarter digital ally you know the sponsors we have you know uh brett bear special report with brett bear to have brett bear and stan ross as as great supporters that allow us to race like we do man i i uh i'm, I'm so so blessed so thankful you know mark tate and, uh bo carpenter uh kurt you know, kurt springer just you know uh all the people that make this possible uh tim parker and, and all the sponsors we have man you're just so you're so fortunate that people uh that they believe in you they believe in what you're doing they believe in ss Greenlight racing to give us an opportunity to go out there week in and week out and have a win you know so uh Pretty cool. Hopefully, Brett Bear shows up this week. Matt Jennings, I was on the phone with him earlier and said, hey, Brett might show up at Talladega, you know, and that's always a big treat to have Brett Bear with you, you know. I mean, you, you, we watch him every day on Fox News, on Special Report with Brett Bear, and, uh, you know, when, he, when you're actually in his presence and see him at the racetrack, is man, it's amazing that 
the NASCAR fans, the following that Brett Bear has, you know what I mean? At, at these NASCAR races, it's amazing. Every weekend and week out, people are like, hey, where's Brett? Where's Brett? <laughs> so, well, you know, if you watch, you turn the TV on at 6 p.m., you'll see where he's at, you know what I mean? But uh, but anyway, man, I think Stan Ross and, and his team with Ticket Smarter and all the people from Ticket Smarter are going to be there. So, man, it, it just it's just awesome, you know, and Ticket Smarter, any, you know, everybody's ticket needs. It's a concert or a major league sporting event. Go to TicketSmarter.com. And, uh, man, that's a good-looking race car, you know. And, uh, man, I, I, you know, I don't say this much, man, but I dream at night, think about it constantly to – if we could pull in our, you know, special report with Brett Bear, Ticket Smarter, Ford Mustang, and Victory Lane, man, that would be awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, but, you know, uh, hey, man, you got 38 other people, 37 other people trying to do the same thing. So, uh, but just glad to have the opportunity. And, uh, you know, when you're watching that race on television and you're seeing everybody run, you can know I'll have a big old smile on my face. You might not be able to see me, but just know I'll be out there loving every minute of it. <laughs> Guys, uh, let's, let's make some picks real quick. Uh, for me, I go back to Daytona, and it was the Fords that had race trim figured out. Chevys were best in qualifying, but when it came to the duels and when it came to the on-track action, the Fords had an advantage. I think that carries over. They told it wasn't that long ago. Uh, you know, I, I'm looking for the Fords. I'm going to ride with, uh, with with this guy right here. I think Ryan Blaney gets it done at, uh, at Talladega. He's my pick this weekend. How about you, Doc? And I, I agree with you on that Ford camp. I think we're going to see Fords dominate and lead a majority of those laps on Sunday. I go with the guy that he is the king at Talladega. He hasn't had the best year, but that's going to go all the way. That point penalty that they had at Atlanta, that gets negated. Brad Keselowski picks up a win number six at Talladega Super Speedway. He is uh, needing it badly. He's 30th in points right now, um, and they've gotten off to a bad start. Uh, RFK Racing has not run well since Daytona, basically. He hasn't had a top five, top ten finish since then, so Brad could certainly use that. Who's the name you're watching for this weekend, baby? Man, you know, it's hard to pick a winner. Uh, you know, it's hard to pick uh, – you know, I know the Fords were really dominant, and they worked really good together at Daytona. And, uh, uh, you know, looking at uh, Talladega this coming weekend, it, it's hard to say. I mean, you know, we, we know, you know, you can't ever count out Kyle Larson. You uh, uh, can't count out Chase Elliott. You know, looking at maybe uh, Kevin Harvick. You know, there's so many. You know, we just talked about David Reagan. You know what I mean? He's a great super speedway plate racer. Uh, it'd be kind of cool to see an underdog guy win. You know, we talked about Tyler Reddick and, uh, you know, uh, Daniel Suarez. I mean, it's just, you know, I know you guys are picking, but it's hard for me to sit here and pick somebody because, man, it's such a crapshoot. You just don't know, you know. And, uh, you know, what I do know is it's going to be a hell of a race. Uh, it always is. Uh, and, uh, you know, Saturday's Xfinity race is going to be a great race. Sunday's Cup race is going to be a great race. And, uh, you know, we'll be back on here next Tuesday with a guest, a cool guest. And we'll be talking about how cool Talladega was. You know what I mean? So, uh, never been around the bush. <laughs> Come on, David. Well, I, I, I mean, it's just hard to pick. I, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I, you know, I think Kevin Harvick really has a lot of momentum going. He's driving you know, forward, you know, and, and, you know, Harvick's been, he's been lurking up there, getting closer and closer every week. Uh, you know, it'd be kind of cool to see Kevin Harvick back in the victory lane. So I'll go with Kevin Harvick. Okay. There you have it. Uh, Dom, uh, what else going on? So we were talking about it last week on the show. 
How cool is it? The three cars returning at Talladega RCR Xfinity Series, one of your competitors this weekend, David, Jeffrey Earnhardt. We know he's getting that one race deal with Forever Lawn. Why not complete the trifecta? Larry McReynolds was announced as the crew chief. Larry's coming out of retirement on top of the pit box, first time in over 21 years to crew chief in NASCAR, and he's going to be working with Jeffrey Earnhardt. So you have a McReynolds, an Earnhardt, a three-car, and Richard Childress, Talladega Super Speedway. How more nostalgic can you get than that? Man, that's going to be awesome to see. And, you know, Larry McReynolds, uh, I don't think it's enough credit. If you're watching – uh, Fox's NASCAR coverage. Larry is a genius. Um, he has all the numbers crunched. He knows everything about these cars. Um, I think Larry very well could, if you told him tomorrow, you know, hey, you're going to go be a full-time crew chief in the Cup Series with a big team, he would go out there and he could win races. Like, Larry's still got it. I'm excited to see. I'm more excited about Larry being crew chief this weekend than I am about Jeffrey Earnhardt in the three car, personally. Well, I just think it's cool, man. Uh, Jeffrey's a great, great guy, great kid. He's not a kid, but man, he's, uh, you know, he's 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 been crawling and, and digging and fighting to to stay in the sport and get great funding, you know, from different companies and. Uh, to have an opportunity to race uh, with really some of the best equipment in the series, RCR, and to have Larry McReynolds on top of the box calling the shot for Jeffrey Earnhardt and have RCR car and with Richard Childress there. I mean, I, I think this would be a, a big, big, great Cinderella story for the sport, a feel-good story if Jeffrey can pull off a win. And, and man, you know he's going to have the equipment. Uh, like you were saying, Tyler, uh, Larry McReynolds is brilliant, brilliant, knows the cars, knows how to win there at Talladega. But Larry McReynolds and Dale Earnhardt Sr. worked together. And, and to hear how this all came about and, and for everybody to come together, it's going to be a really special moment for the Earnhardt family and for Richard Childress. And, man, if I can't win the race Saturday afternoon, if you can't, if I can't put that our Brett Bear ticket smarter Ford Mustang in a victory lane, I'd love to see Jeffrey Earnhardt pull into victory lane. I just think that would be a big win for our industry and definitely for Jeffrey and for the Earnhardt family. Yeah, that'd be cool to see. Don, what else we got? So other cool nostalgic news. North Wilkesboro, racing action is going to be returning to North Wilkesboro later this summer. NASCAR announced in a press conference at Bristol Motor Speedway over the weekend that NASCAR, or not NASCAR rather, but racing action is going to return at the famed short track in North Carolina. When asked about it, NASCAR officials said that it could be a conservative approach, but that we could see the truck series back there maybe as early as 2024. Cup series, Xfinity action remains to be seen, but it sounds like a truck series at North Wilkesboro, North Wilkesboro race could be happening in the not too distant future. Well, David, you know, the, the thing that stands out to me about that is I think one of the things that made the truck series in the Xfinity series unique, and, and you saw this firsthand, was the standalone races in the weekends where we would go to, you know, Xfinity and truck were there, but cup weren't there. Or maybe it was just truck, or maybe it was just Xfinity and and, and whatever it may be, and the crowds would show up. There was something unique about giving those markets that couldn't get cup races, Xfinity and truck races. So North Wilkesboro, I don't think North, North Wilkesboro as of right now is, you know, that has the, what it takes to host a cup race, but they certainly could host a truck and Xfinity race, probably have a pretty decent crowd. Well, uh, Tyler, I'm going to have to, 
pleasantly agree, disagree with you. I mean, uh, you know, North Wilkesboro, ever since I was a kid watching, you know, NASCAR racing on television, man, that racetrack, they packed them in. And, uh, you know, I don't, well, I don't remember what year it was, but when they took away the first year, they didn't have racing North Wilkesboro on the cup side. I mean, that was a big deal. That devastated that part of the uh, uh, that area right there in, in North Carolina, not too far from north of Charlotte, North Carolina. But, man, the, the following and the love and the passion that the fans have for that racetrack is unbelievable. And, man, I'm, I'm excited because over the years I've heard lots, lots of uh, – lots of uh, – I've read lots of story about the racetrack uh, you know, Junior Johnson lived, you know, his race shop, he lived right down the road from the Speedway. All the greats that have won there and all the passion for that racetrack from a stand, uh, from, from a race fan standpoint. And, you know, I've, over the years, and you guys have seen it as well, you know, it's like bring, we need to bring back the track, bring back the track. And now that it's going to be back, Man, I think, uh, and I think if, if there is an NASCAR Camper World Truck Series race there, uh, Tyler, I think you're right. I think they'll sell that place out by itself if it's a truck race. Even if there's a NASCAR K&N race or a NASCAR ARCA race there, I think the, I think the fans will show uh, NASCAR and everybody else how much they appreciate what's going on there because there's such a big love for Rockingham, uh, for North Wilkesboro, these are racetracks that have been around for a long, long time, and, and and the industry was so sad, and the race fans were so sad to see it go as long as it's been gone. So, uh, hey, I'm excited, man. I've never raced there myself, and uh, before I'm done, I'd love to be able to run and say I want to want to race there because I saw a lot of races on television for North Wilkesboro. Yeah, that's uh, that'd be great. Go ahead, Dom. No, I, I agree with you, Dave. I mean, I wasn't old enough to, to remember races at North Wilkesboro, but I've seen some of the highlights, 80s and 90s, and you talk about the greats that did so well there. Dale Earnhardt was always a consistent factor there. Daryl Walter, Jeff Bodine, Jeff Gordon, so many great names in the sport that have run so well there. And the last cup race was in 96, and Jeff Gordon won that race. So I, and I, and I believe North Wilkesboro was taken off the circuit, so Texas Motor Speedway could have a cup series date in 97. So it's been, what, 20 five years since we've seen something at North Wilkesboro in the Cup Series. Yeah, I'd love mean, to see the Cup Series back. You know, I, I think in the minds of a, you know, a TV and a media guy, and for me, I'm like, <laughs> another race in North Carolina? God, no, please. No. Not that, we, we already go to Darlington, South Carolina twice, Charlotte twice, yeah. and Atlanta twice and all this. I mean, like, you got to grow the sport. Like, let's get a Chicago street race going, you know? Let's – Let's go out west and, you know, add some more dates and such. To me, that's sort of like, yes, North Wilkesboro would be great for truck and Xfinity. As far as building, you know, this sport across the country here, I don't see where North Wilkesboro has any uh, market built, although uh, I, you know, the track has great history. But, you know, yeah, we'll, we'll there's a lot of the, the, the fan base in the south, and I think a lot of the fans in that area, I think that there could be a happy medium somewhere. I agree with you, Todd. The sport has done a good job of expanding over the years. But also, there's that nostalgia, right? Yeah, amazing. I that man. I just learned something. They they took that race away to to give Texas a Cup race. Wow, man! <laughs> I didn't yeah. even know that. Wow. Yeah. 
before we get out of here, time for our Ask David segment presented by Ticket Spotter. Ticket Spotter, Kevin Board is the primary sponsor this year on David's 08 Ford Mustang. And we want to tell you a little bit about what they do. Ticket Spotter is a national ticket resale marketplace with tickets to over 125,000 live events, including NASCAR and other forms of motorsports. Fans can get tickets to every NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Camping World Truck Series race throughout the season. Visit TicketSmarter.com for more. That's TicketSmarter.com. First question from the inbox comes from Mandy. Mandy wants to know, David, how do you feel about the federal mask mandate ending on airplanes? <laughs> <laughs> Mandy, that's an awesome question, and uh, I love it. You know what I mean? I love it. We. Well, you know, Tyler, myself, uh, Dominic, we're on airplanes all the time, and I, I just think it's wonderful. Uh, you know, I, I really thought that they should have ended a long time ago. You know what I mean? Golly, uh, you know, you, you, you're running late trying to get to the airport week in and week out. Next thing you know, you're in the port, airport, and somebody says, hey, man, where's your mask? I'm like, oh, man, I forgot about my mask, you know, and uh, – I, I don't know. You know, you, you you meet a lot of great people on the airplanes and you can't really see their faces and you're sitting next to people and they're trying to talk to you. You can't understand them. I, just, I think it's a beautiful, wonderful thing. And uh, uh, I'm so excited that we don't, you know, going to Talladega here in the next couple of days, I'm, I'm going to be able to get on an airplane, Tyler, and not wear a mask. So Great question. I'm excited about it. And your family's coming with you, and I bet you're glad you don't have to put that mask on your boys. Either. Yeah, no no doubt about it. <laughs> Great question, though. I love that. <laughs> Dominic, I'm so thrilled. No more masks, no more masks on Ubers and Lyfts either and such. Uh, you know, the, we, we went to Texas last year. And we were saying ourselves, we could smell the freedom in the air. <laughs> now everybody's got the freedom. Yeah. <laughs> No, the last time I got on an airplane without having to wear a mask was going to the 2019 Ford Championship weekend at Homestead. I think that might have been the last time for you. Or no, no, you had the Daytona trip, I think, a few weeks after that. To the I remember Oscars. going to the Daytona 500, and on my way back, I was sitting in the airport, and I was seeing all these people wearing masks. I'm like, what is this? What's going on here? What, what did I know? You know, I, mean, I will not miss wearing a uh, mask. Uh, I hope that I never have to wear one of those things ever again, though. Hey, I, I feel that, Tyler. And, hey, the, the mask mandate got lifted here in the state of New Mexico a couple months back, so that was nice. And That's yeah, awesome. it's, it's nice to see we're coming out on the other side of this. Yes, it was serious. Yes, there's a lot that happened, but at the same time, I think as a country, we've grown, we've learned a lot, and we've come out bigger and better. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Next question. Uh, this comes from Rod. Rod wants to know, David. How would you do if you had the chance to run for a powerhouse team like Hendrick or Gibbs? Man, I mean, you know, hey, if you couldn't get the job done, I needed to quit a long time ago. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, uh, you know, I believe I can get in that equipment. You know, you look at the Xfinity car, the the eighteen car, the fifty four car, the Gibbs Toyota cars. I mean, it, 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 it really, all the different drivers that have driven those cars have been in the victory lane, you know, and uh, I would hope and I feel like that I would win my fair share of races, you know, and, uh, and if I couldn't, uh, uh, that would be very disappointing, to be honest with you, because uh, 
Uh, I mean, you know, that's what everybody strives for is to is to drive on those powerhouse cars, you know, and not everybody will ever get those opportunities to do that. But uh, I feel like I would be able to win races. And look, let me let me share with you all the you know, you look at the NASCAR truck series, the NASCAR Xfinity series and the NASCAR Cup series. Everybody that races in NASCAR, you know, they're all winners and champions. Uh, they come from different parts of the United States or other countries, the men and women, the young kids, um, you know, they're champions. They earned the right to be in NASCAR. And I feel like if you took any driver that's competing in any of those three series and put them in a powerhouse car, that they could win races because man, when you're competing at the top, at the top level of NASCAR racing, I mean, there's not how many how many how many drivers in the world are in NASCAR. I think the Truck Series has what 36 drivers, mm -hmm. Xfinity 38, and the Cup Series 40. So, man, you add all that up, you know, and there's you know 100 something competitors in the world that race in NASCAR, and and these men and women that my competitors and uh, these people are good. They're good. They didn't, they didn't get there on luck. They're good because they earned the right to be there. So, you know, to ask that question to me or ask, you know, we talked about Jeffrey Earnhardt here just a minute ago, having the opportunity to drive for Richard Childress, you know, Jeffrey Earnhardt has not been a victory lane in NASCAR. And I think if you put him in the right equipment, a powerhouse team, that he would go to victory lane and no different from myself, you know, and uh, I love the team I'm with SS Greenlight Racing, Bobby Dodder and my crew chief, Jason Miller, and man, our, our awesome sponsors. Uh, but, you know, we're, uh, we're a tough team. We, we, we have a lot of passion. We work hard. There's a lot of, there's a lot of want to in the team, you know, but I, I don't know if you would consider our team, the Xfinity Series, a powerhouse team. We're not, you know, uh, but I would like to think that if I had the opportunity to get into a powerhouse team car that I would win. I, I believe I would. And I think if you ask any driver that races in NASCAR, if they had the opportunity to drive a Hendrick Motorsports car or a Joe Gibbs Toyota uh, or a Roger Penske car, that they would tell you that they could go to victory lane too. You know what I mean? I mean, we have in the past and can still do it today. So absolutely, I believe I would go to victory lane. I like it. Great question. Yeah. Dominic, you have something to add? I do have a question. This one comes from Dominic Aragon with the RacingExperts.com and ESPN Radio Albuquerque. I love asking this question for drivers. <laughs> and the, and the uh, Let's Go Racing with David Star podcast. Let's yes. Go Racing with David Star podcast. You're right. So yeah. one of my favorite questions to ask drivers, David, before they buckle up for Talladega or Daytona is, okay, you have however many cars in the field. So in this case, 38 cars in the Xfinity field. But how many, granted, we know. It's an equalizer race. There's so many cars that are even out there. It's a great equalizer, Daytona and Talladega. But how many cars in Saturday's race, in your race Saturday, have a realistic shot of winning? Man, you know, the, the field is really stacked on the Xfinity side. You know, all, I think, man, I, I want to say, you know, I want to say all 38, to be honest with you, uh, because, man, the, the Xfinity series last couple of years has, has just gotten tougher and tougher. And the teams have uh, really uh, stepped up their engine programs and engineering and, you know, and uh, I, I believe, you know, I just believe that uh, everybody, all 38 competitors have a shot to win at those two racetracks, you know what I mean? 
uh, uh, you know, we, we know who the powerhouse cars are and who the same cars and the same organizations that are always going to be in the top 10 week in and week out. But that changes at Talladega and Daytona, you know what I mean? And uh, over the years, I've gotten so close to winning those races, not that I had a powerhouse team or powerhouse race car, but the great equalizer gave me that opportunity, you know? And, uh, but I believe Saturday's Xfinity race, I believe all 38 cars ha uh, have the, have the opportunity to win. I'm going to ask Brandon Brown about that. You know, I mean, uh, did anyone mention him as a possibility, you know, back in, uh, the fall race, you know, Man. ahead of time. I mean, that came out in left field, <laughs> that win that he had last year. And, and that was and, a very popular win, wasn't it, Tyler? Yeah, it was. I, I was thinking about this job <laughs> along the same lines. Um, how different would our country be right now if Brandon Brown finished second in that race? That's true. Well, I even took, <laughs> I'm going to take that a step further. He tweeted out a few days ago because there was that debate about, hey, should we be interviewing the drivers at the start-finish line? At victory lane and he chimed in on that he goes well he goes my, my life would probably be different if i was interviewed in victory lane <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> He's not yeah wrong. man they were chanting let's let's go brandon you know what i mean so hey let's uh let's 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 go to victory lane on the start finish line and let's let everybody chant again you know <laughs> <laughs> right yes <laughs> that was awesome oh man yeah that's uh you, you talk about, you know, some of those sports conspiracy theories. I'm sure Brandon Brown's been thinking a few times, man, what if I just finished second in that race? What would happen? Uh, if, if, if we were – I bet, though, that uh, he's – at the end of the day, he'll take that win. <laughs> anyway, get it. Uh, guys, uh, we got to go. Big thanks to uh, all our listeners for joining us. Next week, Don, we have a great guest running. We have a great guest. We're happy and proud to announce we've, we've been able to schedule him here on our schedule at Let's Go Racing for next week's show. Matt Benedetto, NASCAR Camping World Truck Series competitor and veteran of the NASCAR Cup Series. Benedetto will join our show. and looking Matt D is coming on with us? Matt's coming on with us next wow, week. Wow, that's awesome, man. He was in the playoffs just a couple of years yeah, ago in absolutely. the Cup Series. Now he's uh, contending on the uh, NASCAR Truck Series level. So excited to have Matt D on and and that guy, Dominic, uh, has been through a lot, uh, a lot of peaks and valleys throughout his career. It's hard not to, it's hard not to root up Matty D. Absolutely. And I think there's going to be a big following and a big listening on that. I know some of you listening are looking forward to that show already. Tell us there in the comments here on YouTube or if you're listening on any of the podcast platforms or at that email, davidstarpodcast at gmail.com. Send in your questions for Matt and send in your questions for David. We're going to try to get to as many of them as we can next week. Yeah, looking forward to that. As always, subscribe to Let's Go Racing with David Starr. New episodes out each and every Wednesday. Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, as well as YouTube. Hit that like button and uh, turn on the notifications on the uh, subscription tab on YouTube as well so you can be the first to see our new videos that we post throughout the week on the channel. And uh, as always, uh, make sure to uh, follow us on Twitter at Star Podcast, Facebook.com forward slash David Star Podcast, and send us an email, David Star Podcast at gmail.com. Before we go, Dominic, real quick, what's going on with you this week, man? So I'll be out here in New Mexico. We're going to have Jonathan Field and Jonathan Olkowski out at Talladega on location for us this weekend in Alabama. That's going to be awesome. I'll be watching from New Mexico and covering remotely. How about you, Tyler? I'll be uh, holding things down back here in uh, the state of Texas uh, this weekend. Uh, watching from afar, but uh, certainly 
jealous I can't be out in Talladega <laughs> this weekend. I know you guys are going to have a good time. David, we mentioned family's going to be out there, and uh, you guys are uh, certainly going to have a good time uh, on Talladega Boulevard there. Yeah, no doubt about it. Just excited to get back. You know, Bring having some beads with you. <laughs> well, <laughs> I do. I'm taking my kids, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, just uh, man, looking forward to having having Easter weekend off. You know, uh, looking forward to getting back to to the racetrack. And uh, before we get there, just last couple of days, been working at, at the racing school, the Team Texas High Performance Driving School. And for our fans, anybody out there that wants to see what it's like to be a NASCAR driver. Check out TeamTexas.com. That's our uh, that's our NASCAR racing school that's based at the Texas Motor Speedway. And I can't wait to get Tyler Jones and Dominic in a race car sometime. And I think they'll love it. But uh, but anyway, it's going to be a, a great race weekend this weekend, and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll hold you to that. we got to get in that race car. <laughs> I totally do. I've tested a, a – it was a, a street stock car, Ken Kurtz street stock car. I know he listens to the show. He let me test this car out at Uranium Capital Speedway here in Grants about a year ago. What about maybe 50, 60 miles an hour? I'm looking forward to going 150 <laughs> or 160 well, miles. Well, Dom, I can tell you it's completely night and day different from what you're telling me, but uh, but I think you'll you'll be okay. You know, we get you and Tyler in a, in a race car and let y'all see what it feels like to go 155 miles an hour around the Texas Motor Speedway. You man, you you guys might want to change professions on me once you start doing that. Yeah, uh, and, and you got to <laughs> ride the high line. You can't go low. You know, you want you want to. That's actually the safer route to be close to the wall. So, uh, so it sounds like a lot of fun. Guys, we got to go. Look forward to having Matt Benedetto on next week. Don't miss it. We'll have a great time and recap our, the race in Talladega on next week's show as well. We'll put the checkered flag out on this edition of Let's Go Racing. For Dominic Aragon, David Starr, Tyler Jones, thanks so long. We'll see you next week.